0: Hey guys, 30 and still gaming here with yet another GXG micro episode. On today's episode, we're bringing another article from Game Rant, 10 significant changes that need to be made in Destiny 2 Season 10. Before I get to that, make sure you share, like, and subscribe. Make sure you rate or comment on any of the platforms that you're listening to. If you're listening to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor.fm. And if you would like to support this podcast, please head over to Anchor.fm. And as little as 99 cents, you could help this podcast out. But let's get to the article now. Destiny 2 is introducing a new season and community has spoken up about what changes need to be made in order to keep players happy. Destiny 2 is the uh, Season of the Worthy is on the horizon and Destiny 2 community feels that there are some significant changes that need to be made when it rolls in. One thing has remained the same throughout Destiny and Destiny 2, people are not happy with most of the decisions Bungie makes. Not only are people unhappy with some of the decisions they are made in the Season of the Dawn, but the ideas have been introduced already in the Season of the Worthy. Have also been some backlash of Bungie's forms. Here are some 10 significant changes that Destiny 2 fans have exclaimed needed to be changed in Season of the Worthy. So as I read through the article, I'm gonna read the, the section and then give my thoughts on each section. So do not retire the loot. Bungie said that they're retiring the legendary loot in the next season, and this has to be put many up in arms. Some of the blowout uh, blowback this is a overdone with the some most insuming that will lose their favorite destiny 2 weapons and that will likely happen in the cap will be placed on the weapons meaning the guns will no longer be viable in the long run so players that love the particular gun will not be able to use it in everything now there are good and bad things about this cap if destiny 2 were to release a lot more viable content as well as new uh as new good loot the cap would also be useful However, even in Destiny 2, where the release of a bunch of great content make up the cap, Destiny 2's retiring loot will punish uh, the diehard players and extremely attached to one particular team. Now, retiring the loot, I'm okay with this. I have two sets, uh, two thoughts sets on this, right? I've always been one that says, look, let me keep my gun because I don't want to lose it, okay? Now, I don't want to keep all my guns. Obviously, there's hundreds and hundreds of guns, and if you get all of them you're going to get one gun that you use more than the rest. It's impossible to use all the weapons. Let's just say you have like five favorite weapons. Now the reason I say you should keep your weapons over the time is because from the very beginning of Destiny, this is from their words, not mine. They said that you get the you get the loot and you become legendary. Right? And they said back in the past where down the road if you have a weapon and someone looks at you and they look at it and go, "Where what is that weapon?" You're like, "Oh, This is the Fatebringer, I got this, or this is the devil you know, or this is, you know, whatever weapon it is, I got this then, okay? Then it makes people like, oh, man, that's so cool, and then they go back and play that content. Now, obviously, you can't play the old content from, like, Destiny 1 yet, but they they took it away from you. In D1, D2, they took it away from you, and you had no choice, and it kind of was like, oh, man, they took my guns away from me here we are it's the exact same pattern again okay we're, we're going to year three of destiny two okay right year three because it came out in 2017 2018 2019 yeah, yeah so we're in year three right we're in year three right now of destiny two and they're coming to an end come september it's basically we're in the rise of iron stage right now okay what's gonna happen are they going to take our weapons away we don't know because of the new systems coming out and stuff, right? And I'm talking about the Xbox and the PlayStation. We, we don't know what's going to happen as of yet. Now, as far as they're not taking your guns away from you, okay? And this is a cool part about it, where you can now still use the weapons that you have in the, in the, in your vault, even though you have like a hundred guns in the, in the, in the vault, you're not going to use a hundred guns. You're going to use your, your four or five, maybe seven to 10 guns that you like that you can keep, but moving forward. Right? The new content that comes out, if it's uh, you know, Trials of Osiris, if it's a new raid, if it's a new dungeon, the next expansion that comes out should have new weapons, should have new armor, which makes you go get it. But the armor and gear that you have now should help you get to a certain point, and then you have to use the armor or use the gun in that section. Okay. So, for instance, they have Legendary um, Lost Sectors coming out. Which I've said they should have a long time ago. Which they did put in the uh, in the expansion when they came out with um, with Shadowkeep. Right, the, the the lost sectors were just much better than the past lost sectors. So going forward, they should be putting new content in that our guns that we have now kind of like get you in, and you can do the content. But to do a legendary um, lost sector, you're going to struggle right now until loot drops and then you use, you use that loot to put on yourself to go through that again to get all the gear that you need that helps you get for the next thing they're bringing out and that's how you evolve it where then the next season comes out in season 10 or 11 okay the content at the end of season 10 helps you introduce into season 11 and the stuff you get in season 11 helps you do season 11 better right I hope that makes sense right so they're not taking your guns away from you but I, I totally understand where people are, are, are upset about this Okay, so the next topic is stop making bounties the main content. There was heavy focus on improving bounties in the Season of Dawn. While the idea was wholesome and to to the core, the lack of additional content outside of bounties made Season 9 into Season of the Bounties instead of Season of the Dawn. All these uh, uh, buffed bounties made the main focus of the game grab as many bounties as possible and level up the Season Pass and Artifact in Season 8. This was a passively, as there was, a lot of other content to indulge in. Nightfalls, Raid nightmare hunts there was a lot of new end game content introduced in the season but before the season of the dawn season nine fell off a bit of this was to uh bring back the season 10 would be a welcome i don't like the whole bounty system i think the bounty system should be a a uh what's it called a compilation right an assist to other stuff look people say if you're playing destiny for the story you're playing the wrong game and i i beg to differ i think the story mission should be something and the bounties are just checklists like oh go kill 10 things go do this story 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 what's cool about eso what's cool about world of warcraft what's cool about other games even hell even division does it every time i go into a strike it's the same strike okay but every time i go into a different strike or different mission or rotating match there's little stories in Elder Scrolls where I might go to the same location, but it's a different story. They have they have ways of telling you different stories. So this is a, a way they could do it instead of just giving you a bounty, and going go kill ten of these guys, go kill ten of those guys. Um, it it just doesn't make sense with the bounties. Like they put this season pass in, and then they put these bounty system in just to level up your season, okay? Because they're on this they're in this balance of we're putting the season pass in so we can get more money. That's what they're doing, right? They're putting 100 levels in there because they know that people that love it are going to grind up to the the 100 levels and move on. But majority of the population is not going to hit 100, okay? So they're not going to pay for it, all right? Or they might pay $5, $10, $7, whatever it is, however far they made it on the the list. Bungie knows this. This is why they put the season pass in there so they can make extra money on, on the stuff, right? So because they did that, they wanted. They go, well, people are going to hate it because we're charging for the season pass and charging to, to level up your thing. So how do we fix this? Well, let's put a bounty system in there where they can constantly do bounties and level up their season pass, right? Which kind of waters down the actual game itself because you're doing bounties, which then gets your, your season pass up, and then none of the loot in the game really matters, right? Like this hand cannon that I got five years ago, ex- exaggeration, still does the same amount of damage as the gun that I just got, right? So going back to the first topic, because their loot is shit, okay, the actual game itself is struggling because of the bounties. This is the only way they could have in- implemented it to solve the problem with the season pass. Alright, introduce more relevant guns. Okay, guns will always hit or miss no matter how, how pretty they are. However, the community feels the most sundial weapons are not exactly relevant when it comes to end game content players who like to farm specific weapons because they know it's going to help out in the long run are a bit of a disadvantage with the sundial weapons many feel that they do not hold up to the long run don't have much relevant use and they want to see more destiny 2 weapons that are worthy farming they want relevant weapons that are going to make difference in end game content this goes back to the actual first topic that we were talking about okay you have to make powerful weapons if you don't make powerful weapons i don't want them to take my guns away because it took me if i if i only play two hours a week If I play eight hours a week, it took me a month, four months, six months to get a certain weapon, and then all of a sudden, I only have, what, three months left to use that weapon? Or six months left to use that weapon? Let me keep my weapons that I wanna keep. At the same time, they're implementing these new events, these seasonal events and whatever else. I've always talked about this. The guns that drop in the new season event should have some sort of power to help you get through that actual event. So if there's a boss, and then let's say the boss rotates five times, okay? for each week, and then it rotates after the five weeks, and then r- rotates again, go back around, you now would have a, uh, a sniper rifle, or you would have a uh, a pulse rifle, or you would have a fusion rifle that would help you with the fallen, would help you with the high, would help you with the cabal. Things that could make the game a little bit better, instead of going, I'm going to use this hand cannon that I've had this whole time, and still do the same amount of damage that I'm getting for guns in the actual event that I'm doing. Guns that drop in the event itself should be relevant by helping you do the event itself okay and if not they should have an intrinsic perk on the actual weapon that drop in that that happens to help you with the next content that comes out that's just a a better way it's a better way why am I going to do this event if the guns I get in it are no better than the guns I have what's the advantage right so they have to fix that Next topic is Adjusting Lobby Balancing in Matchmaking for PvP. The system is placed in matchmaking as great on paper, but as many see the issues with the practical usage, many games have outliers and the create an imbalance in gameplay and outliers should not harm the game as much as they are. This means that if a player outside of the average skill level, the player will have to grind extra hard in PvP to win. In other words, if a player is either really good or really bad in the team, it will imbalance compared to the other and the player will have to work extra hard to make up for that. Destiny 2 Lobby Balancing sets numeric value of player base on their game performance. Look, there's a lot of different ways they could do this. <clears throat> oh, here, second part to it. If a player is in uh, is a 10, for example, he or she will be prepared with a lot of, uh, while the fives are at the other team. If there's rewarding for casual player, but diehard players or new players are being discouraged due to the imbalance Uh, They experience almost every game, a possible solution to adjust the lobby balancing so that the system brackets a 10 alone that puts the next two best players on the other team. The next two best players in the first team uh, and so on go on by two down the bracket. And so the players have more even group while mathematically on paper, this system won't make much sense in the game. It'll be most practical way to match make. This is not going to work. I mean, I get what they're saying, but what happens if I'm in a group of four? Right? are they gonna split my group of four? What game is this? This is talking about destiny comic. Um, if, they, if they're talking about this, right if I have a, a group of four and they take the two best people of my group and then split us up, I don't want that right the, the best way to do it is look, no matter how they balance the game, you're always gonna have a game. you're never gonna have a perfect balance of where it's a close match all the time. You're gonna have skill gap that happens. People that are super high on PvP's uh, and then the casuals, PvP guys go into PvP, let's get competitive, and there's always someone better than them. So they are the casuals to other PvP top-tier players, right? So what do they do? They're better than the average player, but worse than the top-tier players. So then they come down to the regular crucible level, right? And then start to own on the casuals, which makes them feel better about themselves, right? And then the casuals are like, well, this is not fun. It's going to happen no matter how the matchmaking works, okay? There's always going to be a problem like that. The only way you can do it is what exactly what Bungie's doing. Have a competitive and have a non-competitive. And if you're playing non-competitive, you shouldn't worry about wins or losses. You're just playing the game to have fun, right? Pull that slot machine. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, I got 10 kills. I got five. uh, uh, I've, I've died five times. You're supposed to just have fun, right? That's basically what Crucible is. Now, if you're in competitive, that's a completely different story about matchmaking and stuff like that. If they wanted to do co- correct balancing, you would have to break down 4v4, 3v3, 2v2, right? Solo. Because then casuals uh, and, and groups would go in and then it'd be a normal skill base versus normal skill base. If it was 6v6, 4v4, whatever it was, as you go in as a, as a whole group, you couldn't solo, right? You couldn't solo play. And if you are solo playing, you can't be mad that your team's losing or not because that's just the way it is. All right So next topic is bring back hard content and high stat armor with it. Uh, there wasn't much hard content in season 9. This was a new newer player are not discouraged, but the uh, alienated players would truly love the game because they don't have anything to, to work towards. While players get high stat armor from raids, there's not a lot of high stat armor introduced in the season, as there was not much end game content introduced. Without hard content and reward high stat armor, diehard players felt like there was a lot to go towards in the game. This is just going back to exactly what I was talking about before. You have to have guns and you have armor and the new content that you're bringing into the game have relevance. So let's just say there's a normal mode, a hard mode, a legendary mode. Okay, Normal mode would get you a... You, you could get the gear that you wanted. Let's say it was, let's say it was very specific gear that you're going to get. If I ran this event two times, three times, it would drop the armor that I want. But it drops the armor at, let's say, a 50. 50 to 55. Okay? That's all you're going to get from there, right? Top tier 55, low tier 50. You're going to get gear set of that. But if I go to hard mode, I'm going to get from 55 to 60. Okay? And if I go to legendary mode, I'm going to get from uh, 60 to 65 okay so what does this do well if i'm a hardcore player i want to play hardcore more activities because i want the better drop role it's going to take you longer to do if you play the legendary content let's say it takes you 20 minutes great it takes you 20 minutes to do you're guaranteed a roll between 60 and 65 now if you play normal mode and you go through it can take you let's say seven minutes Okay, or 10 minutes. Well, if I run that event twice, okay, I'm guaranteed a drop. Okay, you could get it the first time. You could get it the second time as well. Or you couldn't get no first time and get it the second time only. And you would get dropped a 50 to 55. Time. That's all it comes down to. If you're a hardcore player, it takes 20 minutes to get your roll. Or if you're a a casual player, it takes you 20 minutes to get your roll. It doesn't matter what your roll is. It's just 20 minutes. That's what it is. Time. That's all these games are. Pull the slot machine handle. The longer you sit in that chair, the more likely you're going to hit. But you got to keep putting money in. You got to keep putting money here is time. Okay, so we're not talking about microtransactions. We're talking about literal time in the game. That is your currency. Okay, you put in 10 minutes, you get a drop. You might not get the drop that you want. Okay, but if you put it in 20 minutes and you, and you stick it out, you're going to get the drop you want. And if you play normal, you're going to get the drop between 50 and 55. If you go to hard mode, you're going to get it from 55 to 60. And if you do legendary mode, you're going to get it from 60 to 65. This gives credibility, this gives intentionality to the players in the actual game. Next topic end game content needs XP buffs. While casual players are about 970 light and hardcore players are about 990 light and there's no endgame content to go on, many players are left thinking, what is this for? If endgame content was given to be XP increased, the game would feel more rewarding. Destiny 2 Bounties can't be the only place players get XP. It should be a side dish and the XP gained from endgame content. Again, this just goes back into the stuff we're talking about. Even if they give... This imaginary number that people are getting—if I go into hard content, and just get XP. What does the XP do? Great, I get a thousand XP in legendary, but I only get a hundred XP in normal. That's not really endgame stuff. XP buffs don't need to be a, be a thing. The XP buff goes into the armor, goes into the better role of the weapons. I don't think you need an XP like number going. Oh well, you got ten thousand points because you did legendary. It means nothing when you're in endgame because you're at the top of the top okay so once you're in endgame it doesn't matter what your xp is you're going for roles you're already powerful you're looking for better roles so the xp buff should actually go into the actual roles of the gear not the actual player okay so next topic is buff some warlocks and titan abilities to better counter the hunter's meta um great bettering gear it's exactly bettering gear okay so the next thing is the hunter class meta on screen is a very pvp match and good reason however uh there should be a variety of the game while there do plenty of warlock and titans in pvp matches a majority of players use the hunter's class there shouldn't be such an obvious imbalance of destiny 2's class abilities players should feel confident in messing around with their character abilities and finding new interesting ways to play pvp instead of defaulting to the meta especially if they're already in balanced match due to lobby balancing The reason PvP is imbalanced is not because of the the class specialties, okay? It's because of the weapons, okay? Rock, paper, scissor. Let's just say Titan's better than Hunter, Hunter's better than Warlock, Warlock's better than Titan. That's what it is. Now it comes down to weapons. And if you have a better weapon because you have a god roll, you're going to have an advantage. Or your skill base, okay? If you rise up the Titan and rise up the Warlock, then the Hunter goes down. Then the hunter complains, and then the hunter says, you need to give me something back so I can compete in, the, in with the meta. And it keeps going around in a circle, and it's just like, you don't need to touch the classes. Okay? You need to make a PvP more fair all around. Okay? Which would be separating PvP from PvE. Okay? Certain things that do uh, damage in PvE uh for your specials shouldn't do the same amount of damage to a PVP player when you're going up against a guardian. This is how they fix it. Leave the specials the way they are, but leave it as is. You know what I'm saying? Leave it as is. Don't don't change 2 and then 1's the outlier. And then he's low and then you bring that up and then it, it it's this whole back and forth and it's just it's just dumb. All right, so more content to utilize armor mods. The changes that Destiny 2 made the armor mods were received relatively well they but one drawback there isn't a lot of content to utilize the specific m- mods this makes the mods fun but just kind of instead of having a specific role in the game players are not necessarily encouraged to grind for the armor mods because they don't have a specific utilization in the game bring in more content and utilize armor mods and players will love the mods even more again this goes back to what i've been saying for four years you put mods in the harder content you want better mods to help you do better things in the thing. So let's just say there's a dungeon that comes out, okay? Um, well, mods shouldn't drop in the dungeon for the mo- for the actual dungeon. Mods should drop in Legendary Lost Sectors. If you if you do hard content, it drops uh, better mods that you can implement on the new armor, on the new weapons that come out for that content for that season. That you take those mods. Put it in your weapon, and then it helps you moving forward for that event, right? And then moving forward, obviously you wouldn't need those anymore because there'll be another event. But you would do other events to help you. So, for instance, if the event is on EDZ, you would do content on EDZ. Let's say um, you have to do heroic um, public events. If you do a heroic public event, this would this would make people do heroic public events, turn them into heroic. While you do the heroic event, you have a potential of certain things dropping, okay? Once it drops out of there, then you have, let's say, a mod that would help you do a legendary lost sector, which would be on the EDZ. Then you would go into that lost sector with that thing that you got from the the public event, go into the lost sector, farm the lost sector, then you get another mod from there that would help you do said event for the dungeon on that planet, right? They need to implement stuff like this in the game, which is not in the game. And they just have mods like you buy from the vendor, right? Which is kind of like, eh, whatever. Okay. Uh, continue to rotate Crucible maps. The community generally receives a Crucible map that rotated in Season 9 very well, simply. But community wants to see more of this. Already there has been talks to bring back old maps and rotating others with the uh, reintroduction of the Trials of Osiris. Continue to rotate Crucible maps would be a good call. Here's the problem with rotating stuff. Right? If they rotate, If they rotate... Let's say they have 20 maps... Right? And they're rotating, and map 1 goes, and then map 20, and then you won't see map 1 again until after you're done with the other 19 maps. Well, the player base is like, I'm out on map 3. I don't like playing this one. They leave. Gone. Okay, What they need to do is make weekly changes on the Crucible. So this week is these 3 or these 4 maps. So this week, all you're doing is these 4 maps. Next week, you're doing a different 4 maps. So let's say there's 20 maps total they rotate them in groups of four or five so every five weeks or every four weeks it's a a full rotation if they put too many if they put too many maps in and then take away with take away from them then everyone's like well we're only playing the old maps or only playing the new maps or only playing the last three maps and then what happens is if you leave and then enter back into pvp you might be entering on map five right so you left on four You saw what 5 was, you left, then you come back, and now you're on 5, right? The rotation's completely different. It needs to... You need to know that, okay, after this one, is this one. After this one, is this one. And there needs to be the rotation of what it is. Otherwise, people just drop out. There's always going to be people that are not happy with the map, don't like a map, there's maps better than the other ones. This is why I always hated the, the map voting, because they make all this content, and yet they're told which maps suck or don't suck, instead of just letting people play the games, right? or improving the maps over time. Now, I don't really like the veto maps thing. I don't really like the veto maps. I think the the, the people that created the maps, you should be able to play that map. If it's a five-minute long match or seven-minute long match, you play all these other matches, you play, shitty, you play that shitty map, right? You, you just play it. Because what happens is, then if they veto it, then there's just... You never get to play that map, right? Or maybe some people do like that map, and other people don't like that map. You know what I mean? Right, no, I get it, which one's the fix, but they can actually see that anyway. They can see which is good or which is bad. Okay. Uh, apply to a wider fan base. I think this is the last topic here. Yeah, this is the last topic here. It's been a long talk, about 24 minutes. Most of the co- uh, the complaints come back to your universal concept. Destiny 2 wants more traffic, so prioritize casual players, which ends up hurting the hardcore Destiny 2 fans who are in it for the long run. There is not much of hard content, the weapon retirement discourages farming, matchmaking discourages top tier players, and the list goes on. If Destiny 2 wants to make people who are most vocal on the forums happy, they need to start making the effort to stop prioritizing casual players and give more attention to the needs of the true fans. Otherwise, they're going to lose them. This doesn't mean Destiny 2 needs to become the most hardcore looter shooter around. This just means Destiny 2 needs to bring in more content and meets the requirements of both casual players and hardcore players. Maybe there just needs to be more content in general. But the fact of the matter is that the long as Destiny continues to prioritize casual players, they will be alienating the players that are in the game for the long run and end up losing them. This is one thing I absolutely 100% agree with. Okay, I've always talked about, if you guys listen to this podcast, if you listen to my streams, I've always talked about there's fair weather fans and there's season ticket holders. I'm using a sports analogy, but this is what happens. When a team is struggling, and if you know who teams you are, okay, I'll call my own teams out. I'm a Mets fan, right? They struggle all the time. Who keeps them alive? Season ticket holders. Okay. Diehard fans that watch every single game, regardless if they're 0-162. Okay. These are these are these are these are the things, okay? <clears throat> The diehard fans are the life and blood of your game. The fair weather fans in this scenario are the casual fans. Okay. Casual fans are great. Okay. Because what happens is the mindset is if you're watching a game on television, okay, and I'm using a sports analogy, and you look at the stadium and there's fucking empty chairs everywhere. Okay. You're like, how is this team still alive? how are they still in this city how are they still how are they still alive season ticket holders right the season ticket holders are the people that keep them alive the people that buy the jerseys the hats the bumper stickers right anything that that team comes out with they're 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 good to go with because they're the team they're the ones keeping it alive fair weather fans the casual fans are going to come and go when the team does good they're going to pile on and that stadium's going to be packed but as soon as they suck, that team empties that that stadium empties out again, and who's left? The hardcore fans, right? Doesn't mean the game's gonna bomb. Doesn't mean the game's gonna suck. You don't need 20 million people to play your game to make it successful. Okay? They have to keep the Destiny. Look, all the people that were hardcore players in Destiny 1, I would say about 50% of those, maybe a little bit more, are not playing anymore. Now, don't get me wrong, there's been new fans that have come up. Okay? Fanatics okay which are different than season ticket holders fanatics will take anything that is coming to them any kind of any any kind of information they're like oh i love it i love this thing but as soon as they don't ad- agree with something they're gone they don't give their two cents they don't try to have a, a conversation they don't give any feedback they just disappear into the wind and they're gone and they're gone to the next game okay this is why i laugh when people say that i'm toxic i'm very passionate Would I talk about this for this long? Would I be talking for 28 minutes about a game I don't like? No, I love Destiny. I want Destiny to be good. I'm a Dark Heart fan. Am I a Dark Heart fan as far as am I playing 5,000 hours? No, I'm not. But I love Destiny, and I want it to do good. And this is why I give my feedback as long as I do. So they have to stop catering to the casuals. And this is why I've always talked about my leveling system with the guns, where if you start with a white gun, okay, you as a hardcore player can level up that white gun all the way up to legendary weapons, okay? But if you don't want to do that, you don't have to do that. You can play the game exactly as is right now, and you can get a blue drop, you can get a purple drop, and it can have a random drop, or it can have the god roll drop. You can put the time into the game by putting in the time to level up a weapon, to level up an actual piece of gear, or you can just do the game and get the gun that you want randomly, okay? Intentionality to the game okay if i'm a casual player i want to level up this gun there's something about using a gun from the white getting it to purple and then looking at it going i have 50,000 kills the reason i got my god roll is because i earned my god roll okay but again they can't take the guns away from me after that they have to let me keep my guns okay also changing difficulty level if you're a casual person and you don't want to do hard-end stuff then don't do Legendary, then don't do Hard Mode, you stick with the normal, okay? I used to solo Nightfalls in D1, I don't even play Nightfalls now, okay? I used to go back to Orbit in D1, There 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 was a time where you're like, if I die, I'm going back to Orbit and none of this is for nothing, right? That is cool to me, right? That is cool to a lot of people, and hence why the hardcore players want more challenging content, right? Doesn't mean if you put challenging content in there, the casuals can't play it, they can, they just play it on normal. This goes back to my two two topics before. It's a slot machine. Your currency is time, okay? If I put 40 minutes in, or I put an hour of time in, I want that to mean something. If I only have two hours a week to play, I want to know I can come in, level up my gun, get my gear that I need, and then move on with my time, right? That's the difference, right? So, this are my topics. These are the topics from, uh, from the Game Rant article. These are my thoughts. If you like my thoughts, please, I want to hear your comments below. Hit up on the Discord channel. Let me hear your thoughts. Hit me up on Twitter at 30 Gaming. And as always, please share, like, and subscribe. And if you'd like to support this podcast in any way, hit up on anchor.fm at 99 cents as little as a month. Okay? Thanks for listening. See you guys on the next one.